Well, Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa presents the Van Buren County Warriors. We got Coach Shellman, whose team uh, just won a, a remarkable uh, uh, game at the shootout against Lone Tree. Welcome to the program, Coach. Yep, thanks for having me. Well, you were part of the South winning ways uh, as the South side went uh, uh, seven and one in this uh, uh, deal. Uh, but yours was a particularly hard fought win. I'm, I'm to understand. Yeah, it was a it was a game that was uh, down to the wire the whole entire game, back and forth. Um, one of those games where both teams were hungry for a win and really needed a win. And and on the good side of the coin here, we were able to pull away with it. Yeah, it was. Uh... Really exciting uh, uh, game. Kind of take me through the ins and out of it. Kind of go through the first quarter, and uh, second, third, and fourth quarter. Uh, talk to me, and then lead up. Get a big uh, tell a story really good, so we get a big suspense for how the game ends. Sure, you know it's uh, one of those games where both teams, like I mentioned, were hungry for a win, and so both teams were very uh, uh, poised here at the beginning of the game. And we started out the first quarter, um, we pressed them, and were able to turn them over into uh, quite a few turnovers. Just weren't able to capitalize on as many as we would like. Um, I don't know the specifics as far as each quarterly score here, but it was definitely back and forth for all three quarters, and um, was super proud of all of our kids um, the first quarter there Isaac Leffler really carried us um, as he usually does with hitting a couple key shots um, Lincoln Bainbridge hit a three in the corner to kind of end the quarter there for us um, and we we're um, neck and neck going into the second quarter um, good for us or, or unfortunately for Lone Tree they're battling sickness at the moment um, and so they had a their their uh, foreign exchange student that's, I think, from Italy, he was gone. Um, and so kind of helped with our size differential as far as being a short team this year. So uh, we were able to rebound overly pretty good, really, for for how bad that's been a struggle for us this whole year um, and able to, like I said, turn the lone tree over quite a bit of times. And so at halftime, I think it was close to being tied anyways. Um, a little bit of a frustration as far as on the coaching end of me. It's just we weren't able to finish the buckets when we did get the turnovers. And, and the kids knew that and were uh, – um, focus going into the second half and um, third quarter kind of we were actually down by like six or seven points at one time and and uh, the kids were able to regroup and and uh, dig deep and get that win like a, or essentially get the lead to get us that win um, back in the fourth quarter and um, definitely proud of the kids de proud of their effort um, Lone Tree is not a not an easy team to beat. They were at six wins and we were sitting only at three wins. And so um, sometimes the win loss columns are a little bit different based on who you play and how you play them, obviously, but six wins is six wins. And, and uh, to be able to pull out of the, uh, the conference or uh, super conference tournament win, uh, definitely proud of our kids there and their efforts. Well, uh, let's talk about what this win does for the, the, you know, the team, they, They've been fighting hard here, and, uh, you know, they, they got this win on the board, and I'm thinking uh, does something for their confidence and uh, kind of sharpens your knife a little bit for going in the playoffs, don't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've talked – you know, I've talked to the kids all year as far as um, – you know, we want to be playing our best basketball come February 12th when the first district game happens. And and uh, I truly think we are. We've come such a long ways since the beginning of the year as far as what the kids are doing. Um, they're growing as individuals and as a team. Um, you know, like I mentioned, a win is a win. It doesn't matter how you get it. Um, the most wins we've had, I think, in 2008, and uh, 16 or 17, when I started coaching down here, we uh, we only had six total wins as the when I was the assistant coach. And so we haven't won more than five games in the last five years now. And so, you know, like I told the kids is uh, we had a lot of good athletes on the team as far as like Jackson Manning that's now playing uh, baseball in the collegiate level and and uh, he was such a good athlete and a good leader for us but uh, to be able to have this team win as many wins as what that class did shows that they're they're growing and getting better as a ball club every 
every day and and uh, every night and um, now we kind of turn the page and hope to keep the the wheels greased and moving forward towards those district games well uh that wasn't even your last game this weekend Correct. Yep. We, we turned around after that tough game against Lone Tree and had to go over to kind of a, uh, I don't want to necessarily call them a rivals, but they're close and, and played Davis County at Davis County in a non-conference tilt there. Um, it was a close game neck and neck. Um, we actually unfortunately ended up losing that game, but that was a game that we um, rebounded really, really well. Our kids actually played really, really hard. Um, and then just unfortunately, we were on the losing side of things. We actually had the, it was a tie game with uh, three minutes left at like 52 52. Um, and they ended up on a 17 to 2 run. Um, we weren't able to get some of the calls that the refs were giving us in the beginning of the game. Um, and our legs just kind of went out underneath of us, uh, unfortunately. And and uh, super proud of our kids for the effort. We pressed them again uh, two nights in a row then for pressing and turning teams over. Um, it takes a lot of grit for high school kids to be able to sit into a press uh, for 32 minutes. And to be able to do that and continue to be in the game is, uh, is hats off to the kids and their efforts. Um, we were able to put the ball in the hole. Like I said, it's just that last three minutes kind of fell off of the 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 cart there a little bit um but at the end of the day couldn't be more proud of of the kids effort well uh you know it's been a long season you, you know you're you're in a very very tough conference uh and you know seven out of eight games were won by the south side so uh just kind of reemphasizes how tough it is uh every night uh out there for you guys, but you came out on top. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, the Southeast Iowa Super Conference is such a tough conference in general, both north and south, but that South Division has just been a gauntlet for us this year. And, and you know, the win-loss column for the Van Buren County boys basketball team hasn't been you know necessarily what everybody would dream of but when you're playing freshmen and sophomore kids on the varsity level that quite honestly could and should be playing the JV level against stuff such tough competition um, for our kids to stick through it this whole year and continue to get better each day. Um, definitely couldn't be happier as far as being their coach and and moving forward that the sky's the limit for this young team. All right well thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Rob Moore and the Livestock Risk Partnership there in Minneapolis present the Minneapolis Bulldogs. We've got Coach Worrell with us. Well, program, Coach. Thanks, Steve. Well, we thought we'd, we'd bring you on talk to you real quick about uh, this game that Jeff Mills described as the game of the year. Um, uh, you come out and got a big, big win against a really, really talented uh, L&M team that um, – it sounded like L&M really wanted to win that game bad, didn't they? I, you know what? You go on the court, you want to win. Uh, you know, I wouldn't know other, any other way. But, uh, yeah, they played well. They had a good game plan. Um, early on, they they uh, they defended us really well. Um, they caused us to turn the ball over against their, their press, and they transferred that into offense. And uh, – they built up a quick lead. You know, they were up 12 and a half. We, they hit some shots when we tried to go from man to zone. So the first half was not uh, – they took it to us, man. And give them credit. They were, they were the aggressor, and they were better on defense. They were better on offense, and, and, and they, they, they took it to us in the first half. We're up 31 to, 31 to 19. Wow. Uh, well – now, Jeff Mills said a couple of players really sparked this comeback for you. Uh, talk about who who was the hot hand. When did the momentum start to come back your way? Hmm. Well, I'll say this. Max Griffin was, was Max. He was solid, fundamental. He had 23 last night. Um, that, was, that was a big part of who we were. Um, but we got, uh, we got a lot of things from a lot of different people. And uh, some sh- some show up in the column, and some don't. You know, like uh, uh, you, you look at Lance Ludens. Lance Ludens had three points at halftime. and came out and finished with eighteen, and just got aggressive and 
attacked the basket and found some openings and then got out in the lanes and 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 did a great job on the defensive board. So he's he's definitely one who set the tone. Um, one who's not going to show up with a lot of points. One that's not going to show up with a lot of rebounds. Um, is is Jackson Hutchinson, and he's the one that guarded guarded their uh, twenty four in in or twenty five. I'm bad with names. Uh, North Northrop. Yeah, and, North, uh, man, he's good. And he guarded him the whole second half and the whole overtime, and did a wonderful job and, and kind of set the tone. Now Northrop still got some got some opportunities and got some baskets and made some things happen. Um, and hit some big shots for him. Uh, he had 29 last night. Give him a lot of credit. He was a force on offense and a force, you know, that did some good things for him. Yeah, let me, um, let me ask you this. Uh, um, it appears like to me, uh, he's one. Of, he's he's a, one of the kids in the league that could just hit it from anywhere. You know, up close to the basket, yeah. out the three point land, mid range, left side, right side, in the paint, Absolutely. at the free Absolutely. throw line. He's, he's, he, yeah. he can hit the he is he seems to be able to, to hit it from you know where other players have a spot that they like to shoot from. Yeah, he's you know, he's inside outside. He's triple threat. He can take you off the dribble, he can post you up. Uh he's just a different different type of player to guard. That those are hard when you can score at all three levels. Inside, outside, post ups, uh off the dribble. That's just a difficult thing for people to handle. Um, so Jackson did a wonderful job. We did some good job good things with uh Running some double teams at him, uh, and our kids reacted well and turning turning that into a, a good thing for us and getting the ball out of his hands. Um, I tell you, the other guy that shows up is is probably Will Lutnager. Um, shows up and he has seven points, but he has there's some defensive plays he makes, there's some rebounds he makes. He had the big bucket that put us up three at the end, where he contested a three pointer by Northup and and got out and, you know, they had the ball and I think Northrop took a shot with probably like, I don't know, 13, 14 seconds left. And we got the rebound, a long rebound and boom, Max Griffin hit Luke and Luke made a layup and got fouled and hit the free throw. And we went from being tied up, up there, you know, the, the big plays late in the game where they went up to, and we came out and uh, it's almost like the old Loyola Marymount in the day when they ran fast break and we probably had a, had a layup within four seconds and it went, one two pass there it is layup we tied the game back up um and kind of changed the momentum there because that, that was 24 seconds left when we made that so the last 24 we we made a basket when we were down two and then we came out and got that three-point play and it changed you know big plays big plays at the right time so what, what about that what happened in that overtime what happened yeah i mean oh. you, know, you got it Looks like you squeezed out a two-point uh, uh, win, uh, or maybe a three-point yeah. win. But you yeah. know, was there some back and forth in, in that overtime? Was there some defense leading? Kind of started. Away? We won. We won the tip and didn't score. They came down and scored and had a two-point lead. Um, we came back and we got a bucket to tie it. They came back. I mean, they were leading. They led by two pretty much that whole overtime. They would get a lead by two, and we'd come back and tie it. Get they get another two and. Um, but we scored, you know, every time we needed a basket, we, we got a, we got a chance. And when we needed a stop, we got a chance, you know, we did, we did what we needed to do. Um, and honestly, they, we, we tied it up and then all of a sudden, bang, here comes Northup and he got a layup to put him up to. And then that's when we hit the, hit the long, long, we hit, boom, got the ball into the point guard. Will Lutenegger hit. Lance and I'm telling you, it went from free throw line to free throw line on the other end in in a matter of quick ticks, and that was huge. I mean, we just we seemed to have the answer when we needed a bucket um, and and do the things we needed to do. So, um, uh, you know, I, I we got good play from uh, you know Ben Ben Walters probably didn't score a lot of buckets, but he had some big big rebounds and. Contest plays. Um, Drew Miller came in and played well off the bench at times. You know, they did some big things for us late there and was able to to uh, do some defensive things that we needed to do and, and got got our stops. So it was it was a good game. It was a good game. I mean, 
when you're down 12 and a half and down 11 going into the fourth and, and we just kept saying chip away chip away get it down there get it down there and we get it to five or we get it to four and i kept telling them i said you know keep giving us a chance we're gonna win this game I kept telling them we're gonna win this game and uh give give our kids credit they didn't quit they didn't pout they didn't do anything they just kept fighting and you know they might well, they might have had a little animation after uh will lutenegger will lutenegger um drains it and, and you guys win and and i'm assuming it's pandemonium from that point ah uh, man our bench was crazy our bench was crazy I, you know our 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 student section was absolutely nuts last night and, and a big part of our comeback you know they 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 provided us we we provided a little energy and effort and then they provided the second second energy and effort for us they really brought us up and and, and helped us so yeah it was a it was a fun atmosphere last night to be in well we've been talking to coach world as he's been regaling us of what was you know a, a really great win and a big night for the uh, south uh, you took five of the six games. Uh, did you see the Central League game? Nope. Okay. I haven't watched. I, the only thing I watched, I watched the first three or four minutes of the Wapolo Danville game, and then I came back and I watched. I had to go get stuff ready for our game. You know, getting our water ready, getting our towels, getting everything, getting our book stuff all ready. I came back in like five minutes later, and Danville had went on a run, and Danville played. You know. Uh, their press, I think, is what I heard, took care of them, and they created turnovers and baskets real quick. Um, whether it was in the half court or full court, they did it, is what I heard. But I, I really didn't watch anything last night. I, after the game, I went home and, and did my duties where I sent my stuff into the paper, texted you, um, uh, watched a little bit of our video because I always watch us after the game and see what we do. You know, because you can see a lot more after the game where you got a chance to watch it on huddle and break it down and, and do some things. So, and and I don't know, two thirty, I probably went to sleep. So, you know, normal night. Well, uh, uh, Coach World's uh, Bulldogs came to town to get down. Uh, actually, it was in your town, wasn't it? We were home. You was yep. so. Uh, um, just got a tremendous win, really tightened things up for the playoffs. I can't imagine any game that would have, could have got you ready for the playoffs better than this. Can you? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it was great. It was a fun atmosphere. It's it's the kind you want. It's it's. You're right. It's build, building momentum. Uh, we turn around easily. Who knows? Come Monday, that may be our – First or second round opponent, you never know if we get to that point. Who do we play and what, which way we go? It's up to whatever the state sends out. They're going to be scattered to the wind, but we're going to know uh, what's happening Monday. Well, Coach, uh, thanks so much for being with us. All right. Thanks for having me. Well, we got Coach Hellage of the Holy Trinity Crusaders. Coach, uh, probably one of the biggest wins in the uh, – um, maybe at least in your tenure there at Holy Trinity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a fun night. Re really great environment, great atmosphere, and West Burlington SEC just did an outstanding job of, uh, you know, just hosting a just a top-notch event. Well, it was a, a game for the ages. Um, two teams that absolutely refused to give up. Uh, it was I, I never saw very many spreads. You know what I mean? Mostly tied or two points ahead. Uh, a lot of back and forth. Take our listeners a little bit, you know, start with the first quarter and work your way to the fourth quarter and, and talk about how this game ended and then, you know, the pandemonium that ensued after that. Okay. Yeah, we can we can start with the first quarter. So I thought uh, both teams came out and, and played pretty well. Um, I think it was uh, 14 to 11 after the first quarter, uh, Holy Trinity. Um Waco really started to uh, play some really tough defense, well, the whole game, but especially second quarter. And uh, by halftime, um, it was 25-23 uh, Waco. So we knew we knew we were in for a barn burner. Um, and then uh, 
pretty even in the third quarter, uh, 14 to 12, Waco. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just a crazy finish there in the fourth quarter. Uh, we were down, I think, six with about three minutes to go. And uh, we're able to put some points on the board. And uh, we had a big uh, defensive stop there in the last uh, minute or so where we forced a shot clock violation. And then, uh, you know, got the ball back with about 19 seconds to go. And uh, we called timeout and uh, drew up uh, what we wanted. And, uh, you know, the ball the ball found uh, Connor's hands and put the ball in the hoop. And uh, that, that was pretty much it. Pretty much it. I think uh, there was a couple seconds left. And uh, Colton uh, from Waco got a got a kind of a long, long shot heave that, that – didn't really have a chance, but uh, they, they were a great team, um, played unbelievable, and uh, just kind of won for the ages. Yeah, it was a, it was a great, uh, exciting game. If you were, if the goal of the game was to get your team tuned up for the uh, playoffs, uh, I think everybody uh, came out ahead in that one. But uh, talk to me about how hard fought game this was, you know what I mean? How, uh, and how, maybe the season kind of prepared you because it just seemed like to me at least half of your games kind of come down to something that happened in the last two minutes of the game uh, and how you guys have been cool, calm, and collected right down there at the end. Uh, and you'd have yeah. plenty of experiences on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I, I definitely say this year has uh, battle-tested our group. You know, we've got some three- and four-year varsity players in the lineup now. Um, so, you know, they've, they've kind of been there and done that. And we lost a couple heartbreakers early on against West Burlington on that buzzer beater and then in overtime at Mediapolis. And, you know, those, those lessons and, and being battle tested kind of prepare you for, for events like this. And, uh, you know, this game could have, could have went either way. Um, but we were just fortunate and blessed enough to, to walk out of SEC with a win. Well, it was a hard-fought win. Um, tell me a little bit about it, – it seemed like the team showed, uh, you know, some emotion there. It sounded like the crowd um, showed some emotion. Uh, what was it like, you know, for Holy Trinity to kind of uh, put a little stamp on their um, season and, and their program over there? Uh, uh, and what was it like, you think, for the fans that, you know, kind of watched these kids for all those years? And see it kind of come through with something uh, like a big win like that. Yeah, the, just the event itself was very well ran. Uh, I know Coach uh, Van Fleet and um, their AD, Mr. Hassel at West Burlington, and, and Joe O'Brien, the new AD at SEC, really wanted to put on a top-notch event, and they certainly pulled that off. Uh, the game itself really had like a district semi or district final sub-state feel and uh you know it's just really hard to to practice for that in front of a loud huge crowd so i think that that was really awesome for our for our boys and and, and, our, and our fans to experience that and uh you know these these kids have worked hard they've 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 bought in they've they've done everything that uh i've asked them to do plus some and uh you know uh, like i told them sometimes in life when you work hard uh, good things happen. Not always, but but a lot of times, if you work hard, um, you will be rewarded. And and uh, we were, we were luckily rewarded uh, Saturday night. But we know that there's uh, a lot a lot more that we would like to do uh, before this season concludes. Well, uh, I'm sure I'm sure there is. Uh, my next question is: Is there any more games between now and the end uh, 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 of the, the tournament before the tournament starts? Yeah. Yeah, we play up at uh, Danville tonight. We got a JV boys, varsity boys doubleheader starting at six. So Danville's a, a great team. Um, they're very, very well coached, and you know, we're hoping to go up there and conclude our conference season uh, with a win tonight. And then we're packing up and going up to Highland on uh, Tuesday night to conclude the regular season. And probably some of these are makeups from before, but uh, yeah. Well, well, coach, what? Um, uh, uh, I appreciate you coming on. What what does this win do for uh, for your program? And 
how great is this event? I mean, I don't think everybody's doing this uh, around there, but I mean, I know it's a big event. I know there's a, a huge crowd for this. Yeah, it's it's a neat experience. Uh, you know, it, it's it's always interesting to see how the the South Division matches up with the North Division. And I think it was something like seven to one South teams this year. I'm not positive on that. Um, it was. Not, not taking anything away from those North teams because there's some excellent North teams as well. Um, but it's, it's just it's just kind of fun to see uh, how all the teams stack out and uh, and things like that. But uh, ju- just a really fun event, and uh, I hope it I hope it continues, and I hope that uh, you know we get to play there a few more times. Well, it's. Uh... You know, an opportunity to play a big game on a big stage in a big college uh, uh, deal. So, well, is there anything else you want to let our listeners know before we let you go? No, I don't think so. Uh, should be uh, should be uh, an interesting day with districts coming out either uh, this afternoon or tomorrow. So we'll know who we're playing, where we're playing, and, and, and all of that stuff. So I, I imagine every coach in the state for 1 and 2A are probably uh, – watching the internet pretty closely today. Well, is there, you think somewhere in the playoff there's a chance of a third Crusaders-Warriors matchup? I'd say there's a highly, highly high possibility of that matchup. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, uh, after the last two, I'll have to take uh, uh, my heart pills and have some medical professions sitting beside me. Yeah, I think that uh, that those Waco Holy Trinity games are not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, but they're becoming legendary battles. Well, thank yeah, you. That's great. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks so much. Well, Rob Moore of the Livestock Risk Management Partnership in Minneapolis have been presenting the Burlington uh, the West Burlington Falcons this year, who were the Falcons were flying high Saturday night. You got uh, uh, we have Coach Van Fleet. Welcome, to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me again, Dave. Happy to be on, especially today after that big one this weekend. Well, um, just such a big, exciting game. Um, I can't tell you how many people listened to the hype episode that we did with both coaches. Uh, um, I, I know there was a lot of interest in this. Uh, and your team went out, you, you prepared really hard, and you went out and performed. Um, Scotty Melvin uh, uh, says that you're – uh, uh, Mason uh, is the uh, high school player of the year for Round Guy Radio. Uh, uh, he, he he was a top, let's start with his performance, man. Yeah, I mean, 23 points, 8 of 20 from the field. Uh, most importantly, he was 6 of 6 from the free throw line uh, for those down the stretch. So, uh, you, you know, Mason. I, I mentioned, I jokingly mentioned to my my staff, Jonah Marlowe and Corey O'Brien, late in the game as, as they were having to foul, and they kept fouling Mason. I, I said, is there anybody else you want on the line at SCC? I mean, Mason Watkins' father, Zoe, has been, has been at SCC now since Mason was a, a toddler. And, and so, I mean, Mason literally learned how to shoot free throws in that gym. And if there is any place and if there's any person in the world I want shooting a free throw in that gym, it's Mason, because I guarantee you there is nobody else that shot more free throws in Lauren Walker Arena than, than Mason Watkins, because he's literally done it his entire life. So um, to have Mason step up in that game, in that in that gymnasium uh, with his mom and his dad looking on, uh, it, it was a special thing for him and his family, for sure. Well, um you know, I mean, Scotty Melvin just can't stop raving about him, you know, uh, just about how he was just impossible to deal with, I guess. Was, yeah, I yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's 6'3", but he's he's starting to put on some muscle. He's getting more athletic. Uh, you know, he's he can not only go to the basket, and obviously he can shoot the three, but he's we talked about this earlier in the week on the podcast. He, he does a really good job of also being able to pull up um, he, he, he's, he's a great facilitator. He made, he made a couple of great passes to, to Figueroa and to Brady throughout the game because, you know, once he starts getting hot, he starts drawing attention and guys start helping off, which creates opportunities for other players to dive into the basket. So, 
Um, you know, and he does a really good job versus the zone, too. I, I think when people go zone against him, it allows him. He had a huge game against Central Lee a couple weeks ago when we saw a 2-3 zone. Uh, that he just, you know, he, he's able to get his shot off. He's starting to feel very comfortable, uh, and it, it's showing in the records. Yeah, it, it's definitely. Uh, but um, let's flip and talk about the other team a little bit and all the uh, maybe problems that they've kind of been presenting uh, to your team yeah. with their height and their strength. Um, this kind yeah. of a, a more of a unique uh, – challenge for you maybe then you're, it, you're, you get every every week although maybe teams like danville kind of or some somewhat similar to this uh tell me about you know what was it like to, to face down the um buffington and edwards and and jake edwards and and abram and, and all that uh yeah i mean they were absolutely uh they were they were a great team and they, they are a great team and they're going to be a heck of an out uh you know we've We've gotten a lot of texts already from from one A coaches down here in the area wanting to talk just just to kind of pick our brain as we get ready for for districts and um, you know I think with with Winfield um, you know they obviously you start with with the two big guys uh, Abrams Edwards and and Buffington uh, they both do uh, a lot of things really well and, and Buffington can play inside and outside. I thought the thing about Buffington that impressed me the most from, from his aspect was not just his offensive ability, but in the third and fourth quarter, he was guarding Brady Martin, who's our point guard and by far our fastest player. So here's a guy that's six foot four, getting ready to go play linebacker at Iowa next year, who's uh, you know extremely physical out there guarding our fastest player and our point guard to, to try to take him out of the game. And I was just really impressed with, uh, with their speed. Uh, and then, you know, when it comes to, to Abrams, he's, he's a very good low post player. Um, he, he can go right or left. Uh, he, he's the best. I, I said this earlier in the week here on the podcast. He's the best rebounder. We'll probably play all year uh, just because of how he puts himself in great positions and being a future division one tight end at, at army next year. I mean, he's got great hands, uh, he's got great footwork, which is what you need in a in a tight end, and uh, and I would I, I would be expecting him to be a pretty good blocker at the next level too, because he does a pretty good job of that as well. Yeah, he's dang, but for sure the best blocker uh, I've about ever yeah. seen in high school. Uh, yeah. Well, well uh, yeah, I, I saw him one time. He blocked a guy from the fifty yard line clear into the end zone. Man, I mean, wow. Uh, but, yeah. but uh, uh, my mind kind of drifts real, real easy. So I'm trying to have to keep me on task here. Uh, well, uh, I think, you know, we, you haven't been getting, uh, respected supposedly cause you don't play anybody. Uh, but I mean, you're on the South side, the South side won seven out of eight games. Although there was three games that were just nip and tuck, you know, uh, yeah. So the North nope. has good quality teams too, uh, and you face yeah. one of them. Uh, but I, I think they're going to have a hard time downgrading this win, and maybe uh, uh, the whole com- the conference as a whole too. Yeah, you know, and I think, uh, yeah, I mean, not that you know, I know, I know that the BC Moore stats don't necessarily mean a whole lot, but. I did find it interesting that we dropped, I think, from 18 down to 19 after the win against Winfield, even though we were a, a one per, a one point prediction favorite, whatever that means, prediction. Uh, but uh, but no, we were obviously the South had a big week, um, and and we were really happy to see that. It was so fun Saturday to see all four teams in the South, both boys and girls, get the wins. Um, you know, it was a absolutely awesome experience, uh, atmosphere-wise. The the place was packed. We had probably close to to two thousand people there for the for the for the game at the end against us in Winfield. And uh, just you know, to see you know Holy Trinity and uh, both girls and boys get those wins, and and especially the boys to do it in dramatic fashion the way they did with with Gelling's shot at the end. I just I was so happy for, for John and his guys and, 
you know, John's a former Blackhawk too. He, he played at SCC. Um, Corey O'Brien, who's on my staff, played at SCC. And obviously I was at SCC as a coach. So a lot of former Blackhawks, um, you know, had a, had a good night there at Lauren Walker on, on Saturday night. Well, it was a bit of a home field advantage for you, I guess. Although, I'm, I, I, from what the players say, uh, they like playing there because they said the floor is springing and they can duck more. Uh, I yeah. Was, I, yeah. Didn't, uh, I didn't have the privilege of seeing the game. Uh, was there dunks of plenty or uh, um, uh, was it just – No, there, there, there wasn't. You know, there wasn't. However, you know, when I look at the stats, I, I mean, we talk about our guard play. The, the things that when I was looking at the stats, speaking of, of dunks, even though it, it's not necessarily dunk related, I was really proud of our guys of how we we uh, we were able to get points in the paint. You know, when I, I – I don't – we do the huddle assist, so huddle does the stats for us, and I haven't had a chance to fully go in and break it down because we've got three games this week. But points in the paint, uh, according to huddle – um, you know, we, we outscored Winfield 28 to 18 on points in the paint. And, uh, you know, I was really, I was really pleased with, uh, with that statistic, knowing their size. Um, I, I think we did a good job of running the offense and, and attacking the basket, um, trying to, to, you know, keep the rotations to be patient enough. Um, and I think that patience is kind of what, Scotty was referring to in the low scoring and it wasn't as high. It wasn't the high flying circus that people kind of expect from a West Burlington offensive effort. But I think if you go back and watch the film and you watch our defense, um, our, our, our flying around was on the defense events. And, and I, I, at the end of the day, our defense is what helped us win that game. It, um, you know, our offense, Mason did what Mason usually does and, Brady and Kobe and Quincy and Figueroa stepped up. But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, we, we forced them to take outside shots. Um, and and we, we got enough rebounds to, uh, to, I guess, take care of it. But, you know, I was just – I was really pleased with the effort all the way around. Well, uh, it, was, it was great. Uh, um, that big kid that you got um... – I, I was told he had a pretty good game inside. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's six three, six four, something like that. Or yeah, yeah, Aiden, Aiden Figueroa. Uh, he, he's we list him at six three. Um, if he's got his if he's got his UGG boots on, maybe. Um, but uh, he's he's a guard that that we've asked to kind of play up. He's he's long. He's athletic. He's just a sophomore. His his brother Jace was our senior captain last year and really the heart and soul last year of our team as far as our, our energy level. And so little brother Aiden is uh, really stepped up and, and kind of uh, helped take that over. And, you know, his, his dad was a, was a baseball player down in South America and a, and a gamer in his own right, and a, a really good athlete. And, you know, they, they've just got one – They've, they've got one heck of a – well, they've got two heck of kids. His, the older brother, Jace, is now playing baseball at SEC. But Aiden, he had a tough task. Um, you know, he's he's 6'2", 6'3". Um, you know, probably doesn't weigh – you know, probably doesn't weigh 160 pounds, 165 pounds. But he, he did a good job of um, moving around in the post. He played the center spot in our zone, so he was kind of like a goalie out there telling the rest of the defenders where they needed to be. And for a sophomore, um, just really proud of his effort. He, he did not show up in the points, neither did Quincy Collins, the way they probably wanted to. Uh, but they they did the role that they were asked to do, which was limit make those inside shots difficult, uh, try to eliminate the second-chance opportunities, and uh, just play hard and, and run and set screens and, and dive on offense and, and take the take the opportunities when they come to you. Well, uh, we've been talking to uh, Coach Van Fleet, who's Burlington West Burlington Falcons beat uh, Winfield Mount Union Wolves uh, in just a classic battle that'll be you know remembered for years. Uh, this whole tournament was just one exciting game after another uh 
Was there any other players? We didn't talk about Brady Martin or, uh, uh, too much yet. Is there anybody that we didn't get to mention uh, that you got? You know, yeah, I mean, we only played six guys, so I definitely want to give a shout-out to Brady. Brady had 12 points. He was 5 of 12 from the field. Um, he had four assists. He led us in assists. He led us in deflections. Uh, he only had two turnovers all night. I mean, as a team, we only had five turnovers, which – uh, is a true testament, with, which when you got five guards on the floor at all times, it, it you know we tend to take care of the ball. But uh, Brady Martin had a phenomenal game. Uh, again, he had Buffington guarding him most of the night. So uh, I, I was really pleased with his effort. Quincy Collins, you know, Quincy didn't show up in, in the points. Uh, he had one basket. He had a free throw. But he had eight rebounds or nine rebounds and, and nine rebounds against guys that, that had the major height advantage on him. He showed up at, at both ends, especially the defensive end. He had eight defensive rebounds in, in a steal. Um, he, he gave us everything. And then Brock Trulene came off the bench for us uh, a couple times there in the first half and gave us great minutes. Um, you know, those guys do a really good job. Uh, of you know just playing together as a team but we we brought you know we it was a heavyweight fight we didn't uh we knew the task at hand and and i was just uh i, I was proud of our coaching staff Corey o'brien and, and jonah Marlowe came up with a really good game plan and uh i was really happy with our guys executing that game plan and uh you know it was kind of putting all the pieces together for 32 minutes and um, just happy to get out of there with the win. And now we got to, unfortunately, there's no rest because we got to turn around and play Monday night here tonight against Fairfield and Burlington tomorrow, a four, good 4A school. And then, uh, and then Notre Dame on Friday with the uh, final regular season game of the year. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for taking out a little time for this week in high school basketball. Congratulations on your big win. And, uh, Good luck uh, the rest of the way, and, and uh, we'll be back and talk to you after these brackets come out. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, Scotty Melvin coming to you live from Lauren Walker Arena down in Burlington at the campus of SEC where we have the Southeast Iowa Super Conference uh, shootout going on, and uh, this has been quite a day. We've been here since the girls started. The consolation game went to the Danville Bears. They're on fire lately, one of the best basketball teams in Southeast Iowa right now. Uh, game number two was the girls' championship game, and that was a nice display of defense that went the way of the Holy Trinity Crusaders. They are your champions uh, from the South Division. And in the consolation game for the boys, and what was a back-and-forth game, physical, lots of good passing, lots of good defense, lots of good interior play. The Holy Trinity Crusaders prevail over the Waco Warriors, 54 to 53. It was a really great game, like I said, back and forth. Uh, late in the fourth, Waco held a one-point lead. Uh, wanted to run some clock, were not able to get a shot off. Holy Trinity was left about 16 seconds to, to get that victory. And uh, Connor Geeling, who had been in trouble along the baseline down low all night for the Warriors, took the ball in, jumped hard went to the rack and uh, put it in with just two seconds left to secure the victory for the Crusaders. And now we are getting set for the big one, the one everybody's been waiting for, the West Burlington Falcons from the South Division versus state-ranked Winfield Mount Union from the North. Both these teams are state-ranked. And uh, we, we wanted to see this happen a couple weeks ago. It didn't. Here we are tonight in the Super Conference shootout championship game we're finally going to get to see these two teams match up this should be a fun one we'll check back in a little bit later uh maybe have something for you at halftime here thanks for listening well we got the round guy radio basketball man of the year uh for his contributions to basketball this year jeff mills of real uh smart highlights well the program jeff thanks dave well you you um really put in some yeoman's work over the last couple of days i bet you're you're tired, but, uh, man, you saw some great basketball, didn't you? Absolutely, man. It's been a great couple of days of basketball for sure. Well, it all came down to uh, this game here, 
the Winfield uh, West Burlington game. Um, two Titans, two juggernauts. It looked like it was kind of a low scoring, um, uh, maybe a more defensive uh, uh, game. Let our listeners know what the score was and uh, who won, and then tell us a little bit about how, how everything played out. All right, yeah. Uh, back to back for West Burlington, they go back to back. They get a 45 38 win over Winfield. Um, like you said, it was a very defensive game. Uh, if you like, they're, both teams were slow, methodical, weren't really pushing the ball, which kind of surprised me a little bit. But um, yeah, it, it, it just it was 45 38 final. Uh, Mason Watkins had a huge game, he definitely stood out on the court for everybody. Uh, with 21, I think, and Cam Buffington got like 14 for Winfield. But outside that, they just couldn't couldn't get much going offensively. Um, seemed like at times uh, West well, West Burlington played zone most of the game, and was almost daring Winfield to shoot, which normally I wouldn't wouldn't suggest really. But shots just weren't falling for Winfield tonight, and um, you know it come down to that. It was 45-38 final. 45-38, man. Um... So how hard was it to grind out points in this game? Uh, it was extremely difficult. Most of them come, like I said, from Watkins. Uh, he, him and uh, Brady Martin and guard play at West Burlington is just tremendous. They the, pretty much really didn't have an answer for that. Even Winfield didn't really have an answer for them. They were beating them off the dribble and getting getting buckets consistently on layups. And um, as far as Winfield go, you know, when they would get good looks, they just weren't falling, like I said. and. Um, West Burlington just played zone all night and uh, did a great job of stopping a high caliber, caliber Winfield offense. So, well, did you feel like you were looking at the two best teams? Um, just because of what I know about both of them prior, yes. Uh, as far as the game, though, I think the first game actually was a lot more. Uh, fun, I guess. It could come down to that last second shot there for Connor Gelling, but um, we've I've been watching enough, I guess, that I I know that they're both really good and uh, both can make a deep run of the postseason. So we'll see what happens. Well, Scotty Mellon just said it just really came down to the the Burlington's guards. Um, you know, they don't have as much size as everybody else. Uh, um, but I mean, how stellar are these kids? Uh, they're better than any I've watched probably all year long. I mean, they're they're quick is what it is. They they can beat you in a minute, and you don't even know they're gone by the time they're past you and putting one through the hoop. So that and they're terrific passers. They feed each other the ball well. Just uh, they're both extremely talented kids. So well, I'm excited. Uh, I'm uh, uh, so it's all finally over. Uh, but I think the this tournament or this uh. Uh, I don't know, showcase, you might want to call it, uh, uh, of Southeast Iowa team is a great way for the, for all the teams to sharpen their their swords and get a little bit ready for the playoffs. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, thanks for being with us, Jeff. Yep, thanks, man. We're going to uh, also hear from Hunter Muller, so uh, stick around. Well, once again, high school basketball brought to you by Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa. Rob Moore. Livestock Risk Management Partnership there in Minneapolis, 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa, Kyoto Transmission and Repair of Kyoto, Real Smart Highlights of Columbus, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, Western Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, and the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. We have the voice of the Kyoto Eagles, Andy McGuire. Welcome to the program, Andy. Hey, Dave. How's it going tonight? Well, we got the scoreboard show, and you're up first. Uh, uh, you were uh, uh, Kyoto had another home game tonight. Who'd they play? Cardinal Comets out of uh, Eldon. Okay. Well, uh, let our listeners know uh, how the game turned out. Uh, Kyoto Eagle boys moved to nineteen and zero tonight, beating the Comets with a final score of eighty three to forty. Okay, well, um, that they play that eighty seventy nine eighty ninety uh, uh, points a game. Uh, uh, it, it's like a broken record anymore, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. The Kyoto Eagles like to run and gun, and that was the same thing you saw tonight at the Eagles' nest. Um, kind of actually had a slow start tonight, uh, 
I think they had a seven-point lead maybe after the end of the first uh, quarter, um, but really kind of turn it on in the second, um, scoring 29 points in the second quarter, and then in the second half just continued uh, to you know uh, surpass Cardinal what they could do offensively and, and just poured it on points-wise. But, uh, you know, i got to give credit to Cardinal. They came out and fought, having a really challenging season. I haven't won a game yet this year, and um, – I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Dave, but what I understand is North Lynn takes down Marquette Catholic tonight, so Kyoto Eagles are the lone standing unbeaten in Class 1A. Oh, really? Well, how about that? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I did not know that, but that's uh, what we do here, uh, breaking news. Uh, um, there's a lot of Southeast Iowa shootout action that we're going to get to. Uh, we have some scores. We don't have everything, but... Uh, uh, there was a bunch of great 3A uh, uh, matchups uh, as Kia uh, Cut knocked off Mount Pleasant and then turned that whole thing into a three-way race uh, with Fort Madison now for first place in 3A. So uh, a lot of close uh, a matchup. This wasn't a close matchup, uh, but it's just another day in the uh, – uh, another walk in the park for the Kyoto Eagles, huh? Yeah, it certainly was. You know, Sawyer Stout had a Sawyer Stout night, scored a lot of points tonight. Uh, Tanner Waterhouse was absolutely on fire. I, I I don't have any official stats with me to share with you, but I know that Tanner was knocking down threes kind of left and right. Had had probably one of his better games. But then I got to give a shout out to Chase Siren. I know that he sunk two threes and had at least one field goal uh, from the two point range. So I think he put up eight points. So really good to see some contribution from Chase here. He's been playing excellent as of late. Um, and then I think the, the story of the night is Bubby is back, Dave. Bubby drilled his three after having a bit of a hiatus with some health issues there. So really happy to see Bubby back and healthy at, uh, at his spot on the floor at the top of the three, top of the key, and knocks it down and, and got himself a three for the night, too. Wow. That is a, uh, you know, Bubby is like the Mr. Electricity. Uh, um, I don't know if there's anybody that steps onto the gym floor and gets the crowd going better than Bubby. No, everybody loves him in the gym. It's great to see him as a senior get out there and, and do his thing and, and score. He's got a lot of great support. So happy for Bubby that he's gotten healed up and, and was able to get some more points and continue a great senior season for him. And he hits them trees like it's nothing. Yeah, I was watching him in warm up, and he was—he he, just—he has his spot, and he takes his shot, and, and he makes them. And you got to give kudos to the kid that he's put in the work, he's put in the effort, and stayed with that team. And, and Coach Stout will tell you he's there early, you know, for practice, and is is act as excited as anybody to be a part of that team. So gotta love the kid. Community loves him. Happy for him that he got through his health issues and is back. He's a special person and a special athlete. Um, but I understand um, there's a father-son. Um, well, uh, a, a son took out one of the father's uh, uh, records, and I'm wondering um, if uh, there's some resentment there at the dinner table. Uh, <laughs> you know, that Kindred family, I, I don't know that there's a whole lot of resentment, but there is competition there. And I can assure you that Bill is, is about as proud of that as, as you can find out there. Having Billy beat that rebounding record, got uh, 20 rebounds at Iowa Valley to break his dad's record of 19. So I, I'm thrilled for Billy that he got that and beat his dad's record. That's a special record to beat. And uh, well, the only record we're talking about there. Uh, rebound record, single game record for Billy Kindred. 20, was it 20 rebounds? 20 rebounds in one night. Ended up with a double-double. And beat his dad's um, record at 19? Yep. You know, I, I mean, That's right. You, yep. you could say it was Billy Sr. and Billy Jr. You could say it was Big Billy and Little Billy, you know. You could even call him Good Billy and Bad Billy, uh, uh, as we like calling Bad Billy Kindred. Uh, but uh, I'd be pretty proud of that kid. I, I'm pretty proud of him myself. Uh, I, I just love the way he's played this year. And he's really um, a big part of what you guys, what they're doing. And and um, we want to congratulate him. Uh, he also was a round guy game of the week player uh, of the week uh, of the game twice in one week. 
Yeah, he was, and well-deserved. You, you hit the nail on the head, Dave. Billy is a big, big part of that Kyoto Eagle offense. You know, folks will key on Sawyer Stout, and uh, brother Cole Kinder does an excellent job being the, the, the floor marshal, getting the ball distributed. Um, but Billy Kindred, with that 6-4 frame, can knock down the three. He's a matchup nightmare for a lot of guys. And uh, like I say, just can't be happier for him to get those 20 rebounds. And uh, I think his dad actually has at least four inches of height on him. And uh, Billy broke that rebound record, giving up four inches on, on his dad there. So, you know, pretty impressive for Billy to, to knock that baby down as a junior. So he's got a lot of basketball ahead, and we'll see if he can break the 20 rebound mark uh, moving ahead. Well, yeah, um, his dad still got one state championship on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good to. But I think Billy, Billy might have him in, in in the mix for that too. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, Kiowa's the last standing undefeated team. You know, not to uh, underscore what they've done. I don't know that the Sickle Conference is what some of the other conferences are. I don't know. You know, I'm not saying that it is or it isn't. I I, I watch a lot of Kyoto Eagle basketball, and I'm proud of that team. But you know, we're gonna find out pretty quick what they're made of when uh, we get into this postseason. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else about this game you want to share with us? No, not really. You know, I just uh, – it's good to see the season, the regular season, kind of winding down here, and the Kyoto Eagles are performing, and it's good to see guys getting hot. Tanner Waterhouse hit maybe a bit of a shooting slump. I think he'd tell you that, and he was on fire tonight. Chase Searin was hitting them, uh, hitting shots tonight. I've talked about Chase Hafley in the past. He's really been coming on. Uh, Connor LeBrand Strand, um, one of those unsung guys that uh, puts the work in and, and gets a lot of rebounds and does good things. Uh, Aiden McGuire hasn't been shooting the ball as good as he wants to, but he affects the game. You know, and then some of these other guys, Ashton Thomas, Brody Griner, uh, Jace Kalupa wasn't in the game tonight. He was sick. Uh, Isaac Striegel and some of the rest of these guys that put minutes in. You know, this is a very deep Kyoto Eagle team. We've talked about it every every week uh, in and week out. So I uh, I'm super excited to see where this thing goes. All right. Well, uh, the Eagles are flying high, 19 and 0. You say, huh? That's where they're at. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. We are talking New London Tigers with Coach Porter. Welcome to the program, Coach. Thanks for having me. Well, last year you 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 rode high with a uh, uh, a veteran laden team with some super talent. Uh, this year you kind of start over with some young guys. Uh, let our listeners, you know, kind of know how the season went. Oh, uh, the season's been kind of a struggle for us. Um, I tell I tell these guys that you 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 learn a lot more when you lose than you than you do when you win. Um, and we just kind of they've been good about st- sticking together. So I guess we got got one guy that's leaving and then we'll be back with the same team for next year so just trying to fi- figure things out and cut into the next year with a little bit more hungriness well it doesn't make it easy with the schedule that you play i mean all the teams that um especially on that south side are real tough aren't they oh yeah i mean every year it's a it's a gauntlet in the south division um Pretty much in the whole conference. I mean, and I and I, I like to tell. I don't think the state gives us the props that they should, but like every year, yeah, every year that that conference is a gauntlet, and so we've we've taken some beatings from some pretty good teams, and I I look to see some of those teams battle to deepen districts. Well, I keep hearing about the talent that you have. He says it's very clear. Um, you got a lot of good players, a lot of guys with good basketball instincts. I'm sure they've grown a lot uh, through this year. So what were the players that led the way for the New London Tigers this year? Well, we actually had Brendan. He was a lone starter from last year's team. He's been kind of – he's the oldest guy, so he's been kind of leading the way a little bit. And we've had we've had London, who's an incoming guy. He's, he's pretty green, just athletic. Uh, he's kind of been the second guy. And then Memphis is a junior, limited time last year. Um, those have been kind of the stable three guys that's kind of done, done some things. Um, then Carter Benjamin and Brigham Porter, they've kind of showed the, showed the youth a little bit, but, you know, I think they're learning a lot. Well, tell me a little bit about, um, um, like maybe what was the, the, the best game you had this year? When was it? What, what game do you think you felt you put things together? Well, actually, I felt like we 
played our best game against Danville the first time early in the year. You know, they came out, they competed. You know, we got down, you know, 10 or 12. Um, and I thought the youth would show and they would kind of quit and give up. Um, they fought back. You know, surprisingly, it was in a losing effort, but they fought all the way back, lost by one point, last second type stuff. Um, and uh, that kind of showed me that going forward, we can kind of build on that. Uh, we've hit some stumbles, some roadblocks. I mean, obviously, there's some tough teams in our division. And we've just kind of been trying to learn something from each loss, you know, because they've been kind of consecutive. So we're just trying to practice harder and learn, learn see what we can learn from those losses. Well, you, uh, your players can go out on the court every night and look at a, a good quality team that's showing them how to win. Uh, um, that's kind of important, too, in the development of a player, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've uh, we've gotten teams best punch, you know, obviously over the years we've kind of handled teams and uh, this is their year to get back at us. And it's shown. And I and as it's happening, I would look to my team. I would say you got to compete like those guys are to be having the type of seasons that they are this year. And I just kind of keep reminding them of that. And, um, and hopefully one day, you know, the light will come on and they start competing. Well, is there a part of the game that you did well this year? Free throw shooting, three-point shooting, mid-range shooting, rebounding. Uh, um, is there an, an area you feel like uh, you've improved or, or that you're actually getting better at? Uh, honestly, I would think that we've gotten better defensively. You know, it, we, was a, we was a complete train wreck in the beginning of the year. No, we were getting beat 25, 30 points. Just could not stop anybody. And and right and another you no know, of the as the year went on, we've kind of gotten the leads down and kind of kept fighting. And I would say we've kind of improved on the defense. But other than that, I'm gonna be honest with you, there hasn't been a ton of improvement on the other aspects of the game. You know, just learning. There just haven't been that growth yet. Okay. Well, uh, you got an opportunity here in the shootout uh, against Columbus. Uh, 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 and I'm looking at this as a pretty great game uh, and a pretty great opportunity for both of these young programs to get a win on the board or, or to compete in a game. You know, uh, sometimes you feel like you're, you're, you're down 20 points in the first half and you don't know whether you can compete or not. Uh, I don't think that'll be a, a problem tonight. Um you, you told me you don't know a lot about uh, Columbus. Um, they got the they got the two players. I call them Big Poison and Little Poison. Uh, the the brothers Hillis uh, is the is Big Poison, and, or uh, Tim uh, Tim is Big Poison. Hillis Little Poison, I think. Or, or, uh, okay. But uh, uh, they work together pretty good. Uh, um, the kid with the bandana, he he looks cool. I'll tell you that. He, he leads the league in looking cool. He's got this bandana on and. He goes uh, hard. He's a tough, hard-nosed player. Uh, uh, they got a, 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 some pretty good three-point shooters. They got a lot of good, uh, you know, role players. They seem to know their roles pretty well. They're coming off a, 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 a nice little win against Lone Tree and Highland, um, but it's been a, a slog for them. What, what, what do you know about them? And what do you think you have to do tonight to be successful? Well, we'll take out the two. We'll try to take the two guys that you mentioned first. We'll try to try to corral them a little bit and then force the, you know, try to force the role players to play a bigger role than they're used to or comfortable with. And then and we're going to try to, you know, we're going to try to do some trapping. You know, hopefully we can get some traps and then that'll get us going. I'd rather not have to set up in an offense. I'd like to get out to the races, but we'll see how that goes. I guess that's kind of a game game type thing that happens. Off, but, yeah, that's kind of a plan. We're just trying to start our stuff with our defense. Okay. Well, um, what can a what can a team like yours that's young and 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 scrapping? Uh, what can they get out of a, a a win in a tournament like this? I feel like for us, it will be huge. You know, we've been on a losing streak since the end of you know for a whole month at least. You know what I mean? So I think anything positive could could spark us and get the light turned on, and that's kind of what I'm are urging them guys to do every game. I mean, because we can't we can't dwell on how the seasons went. We just got to dwell on the next game. You know, don't be ready, worried worried about competing in the next game. That's all I'll try to get them to do. Okay. Well, um, what time is this game? Uh, uh, is it going to be broadcast anywhere, or uh, is there any way to keep up with it? 
I think it will be on the Tiger Cast. It's at our house, and I think it's at seven thirty. Yep, okay. tonight seven thirty, and then we'll go from there. I, I want to say there's a couple other teams playing before us at our at our place too. I I really can't remember which two teams it was, but they're a higher seed than us. I both. think Pekin and Hillcrest, or uh, Pekin's playing. Who are they playing? Oh, they're playing Notre Dame, I think. At Notre Dame? No, I thought it was in New London. I can't remember. They're uh, all yeah, over the place and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But uh, well, at least you got a home crowd. Uh, do you think uh, um, playing in front of your home home crowd uh, could could give you a little boost tonight? Yes, I, I like to think so. I mean, it's always good to be in a familiar place, you know, in a big game like I feel like we're in, and uh, we're going to try to take let that fuel us, you know, and see if we can sneak one out of there, you know. All right. Well, anything else before we let you go? No, I just appreciate you. Talking with me, and hopefully I'll hear from you down the road, and let's keep we'll keep in touch. I guess. Well, we've been talking to Coach uh, of the New London Tigers, who has provided us with many uh, uh, super highlights here on Round Guy Radio. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me.